As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Want to support the show every time you buy a new game? Do all your shopping at maturegamerpodcast.com slash Amazon. It doesn't cost you anything extra, but we get a little slice of the action. MGPX is returning to Peterborough on Saturday the 18th of July. As always, tickets are pay what you like, but every pound spent on tickets gets you an entry into the famous MGPX raffle. Find out more at maturegamerpodcast.com slash MGPX. Welcome to episode 167 of the Mature Gamer Podcast. I'm Kev, and with me this week, there's Sheepdog and Anna. Say hello, boys and girls. Hello. Hello. You really shouted that, didn't you? You, Mr. Excitement. Them. Yeah, happy Is this to because people are saying last week's episode was quiet? You've decided to shout the whole way through this week? <laughs> no, um, I've found quite a few quiet recently, though. Uh, my phone seems to be being a bit of a bumhead. You have got wool in your ears at all times at the moment, haven't you? It's to keep the voices on. You've started growing hair out of your ears to compensate for the hair that should be on top of your head. You're doing an Anna, and you're distracting her as well. Sorry. He's going the right way now. No one knows what you're talking about, either of you. We can jump straight into games, shall we? Go on then, why are you distracting her? What's going on? Um, I'd started playing Child of Light because I was away with work, um, and I just took my handheld with me, and then I was playing when I got in. Sheepdog doesn't want to do any product placement, so he's just taking his handheld with him. Not to be specific about which oh, one no, it was. Oh, no, okay, my, my, um, <laughs> my Vita. <laughs> Nintendo have paid him not to say Vita. Because it doesn't show. get enough love from me. And um, it was funny because I, I started out before. I'll get all the ones I've been uh, buying on the... Well, not buying, getting for free out of my PS Plus. Um, which I know Giver would argue is not free because I pay for PS Plus. <laughs> but um, so while they were all downloading, I thought, what's this in here? And I have Child of Light in there. So I started... What, as a cartridge? I think so. I'm sure, yeah. Because that I was do, a PlayStation it. Plus game, I think. No, it was I got it for Christmas. Oh, was it? Okay. I got it for Christmas. Oh, I see. Yeah. So um, I thought I was quite far through that, but when I started it up, I, I'd finished the first like level um, and then got stuck on a bus and couldn't kill it and gave up a little bit. And I remember raving about it at the time, but when I started it up, I killed the boss pretty quickly once I levelled up a little bit, and now I'm I'm away, and I'm I can't believe I stopped playing. I love it. I was thinking about um, the Vita earlier today, and I was thinking, oh, um, what am I going to say about it? Uh, beyond, it's just an awesome game, and everyone should get it. And I know, like you said, it was free on 
something like Xbox or something. It was, it Games was for Gold, because it's on the Xbox One, isn't mm-hmm. it? Yeah. yeah. Um, so get it. Everyone should get it. But um, when I got Tearaway, obviously, with the, with the Vita, I thought it's a bit annoying that that's going to be the best game I ever play on it <laughs> because it's the first game I played on it, yeah. Um, but Child of Light has definitely made me think, right, I've got two really, really awesome games on here now. Um, play Persona. Yeah, well, I, I need someone to lend that to me. We've enough. got it upstairs. You can take I'm, it away with you today. That was my point. I'd love to take it away with me today. Well, you can. Um, you will. And I shall. But... Um, yeah, if I get those three games completed, I've completed Tearaway already, um, I'll feel like this was a very good investment in itself. I've played lots of other little games where I've not really thought they are amazing, but if Persona's as good as you say it is, then my feeling... Tell me about Child of Light. What kind of game is it? Because I'm still, i still not interested enough to have played it. It's sat there on the Xbox One, but I've not actually turned it on. Oh, it's just hard to name describe. Seems really boring. I thought the story was quite cute, and I've got a little girl, so just maybe... Basically, it's like a princess... Is in a coma, and her dad is kind of like trying to figure out how to save her. And then, in her coma, she's actually fighting monsters and has and a big turn-based. sword. And yes, turn-based fighting. Um, she got a little light that follows her around, and the light. If you hold your finger on the screen over her, or hold L back, um, it uh, hold L down. I meant um, it heals her while while you're fighting, or you can hold it over an enemy and slow him down. Um, so you've got like a peripheral kind of buddy that fights with you. Then also you've got your team, like in all sort of turn-based sort of games, you've got different people join your party throughout the game and you can upgrade their kit and, you know, get gems and stuff. And you've got like a tree that you can follow for uh, their skill points, stuff like that. So you can be quite tactical about what you want to level up and whatnot. Um, and yeah, you can avoid the baddies. You can, except the bosses, you can just sort of fly past them because quite early and you get the ability to kind of fly around the levels it's very very pretty um and i just i just like the style of it you know it's it it's the sort of thing i remember um part of the reason why i didn't play it as quickly as i wanted to when i first started it was i my daughter wanted to watch me play it because she was enjoying me reading the story to her um but now you know because that's long gone i haven't played it yes his daughter is long gone (laughs) no the (laughs) reading it with her has just been forgotten by the way so i was able to just play it on my own today and get a bit further uh, while i was away as well but um no, it's just it's just like basically Ubisoft have sat and made it was Ubisoft, wasn't it? I've not mm-hmm. made that yet. Yeah. Ubisoft have just made a lovely little story that's they put some effort into and released it on the Vita, and I think that's cracking because I know like Persona's obviously got some story to it and quite a lot of story to Persona's it. Persona's a big bag of story, exactly. And Tearaway had a proper story to it, but a lot of the games that I kind of got aren't really story based. They just obviously sit and get a high score, which is fine because it's a handheld, and that's what you want with a handheld sometimes, but. I I don't judge a console by the high score games it has. I judge it by the epic stories it has. And I get the most value out of playing a, a story that I really enjoy. Um, so as I say, if those three games live up to the height, then I, well, I think this is more, it's perfect for me. I don't know about everyone, um, but Tearaway was perfect for everyone. And you're telling me Persona's perfect for everyone. So <laughs> Apart from you, because you've got no soul. And you don't boring. like reading a lot, do you? It's boring. You go into a TV and then you just go down a corridor, a very long corridor. Is that the game? Just corridor. The yes. corridor bits are very Pokemon-y. That's right by me. Yeah, so it's you have your personas which are like Pokemon and your personas battle each other. So it's a bit a bit Pokemon-y. Ooh. What? What? Um, That's the game. Why do you look confused? Do the are there many PS3 games that are available on Vita specifically? 
I'd never completed Nino Cooney, and that's a massive I game. I've been waiting for that to come out on yeah. Vita because I've never I, played I it. I had yeah. a copy, I don't know where it is. Because that came out on 3DS, didn't it? Before it was on PS3. Did it? Oh, I might just get it on that then because, again, that's another one. I'm such a bad dad. My daughter loved watching me play that um, because the main kid's called Oliver as well. That's my son's name. Mm. Um, she found it really sad that it's not a spoiler because it happens in the first part of the story, but sad stuff happens. Actually, I don't want to spoil it, but she, was very, she found that sad, but she really liked it. Um, and we played it together for a while and then just, I think I sold my PS3 because <laughs> I'm the most heartless, horrible man in the world. I was just like, woohoo, money, and just jettisoned it. Um, so yeah, if that came out on the Vita, I'd get it. You're telling me it's on the 3DS, so maybe I'll just do that instead. It's it... not as pretty and shiny though, because it, it was originally on the 3DS and then they shinied it up and made it all polished and pretty to put it on the PS3. Um, mm. So, so like I think the, the 3DS version yeah. is missing all the beautiful shininess, and also it's not got the Welsh voiceover man. Mm-hmm. I don't think. Oh, I like that. No, maybe I'll, I'll, I'll look and see if there's any plans to Vitaize it. But um, that's the technical term. Yeah, it is. I've, I've read it in many a science book. But um, this this bad boy. I know uh, Clarky and you always said everything's better on Vita, but I'm starting to become a bit of a. I've drank the Kool Aid almost. Um, in, you know, not not intentional intentionally either. Um, when I picked up my Vita, it's because I was looking for my 3DS. <laughs> I had Mario in my left hand, um, the game, not the person, and um, was looking around for my 3DS, thinking, "Look, I'm on my own. I'm going to have to play some Mario or something." Um, and then I was there with my Vita in one hand and Mario in the other, thinking, "Oh, why can't you two go together?" And then um, I just thought, "Hang on a minute, I don't need you because this is." Rammed with games that I've paid for. Hold on, so you found your DS in the end? Uh, no, I don't know where that is. It's somewhere. <laughs> Down a well or something. How often does he lose his handheld console? No, oh, no, I found it originally when, when it joined Twitter and started mocking me. <laughs> um, I then found it. And the worst thing was, that time I'd spent weeks searching my house. I'd literally emptied drawers, turned stuff over. Our room was a mess. And then I was sat at my PC ranting and then just looked... Like oh, out yeah. the corner of my eye, and it was just it was arms reach away from me, just sat next to my PC, and it had always been there, and that's just ludicrous. I don't know how that had happened. Um, it's like I'd gone blind. Yeah, for I it. did that with um, Animal Crossing. I put it in its case, I put the case away, thinking I'm gonna go back to that. Looked everywhere for it, went and bought a new copy, and then I was walking through you near know, that case we had in the corner. Yeah. It was on there, and I'd walk past it a million. So you've got times. two copies of that now. Oh can I borrow one of them? I'll take that and Persona <laughs> off your hands because I mocked you so much for Animal Crossing that I'd love to come back on and be like, it's the best game ever. <laughs> it's not. No, I don't expect Shut it up. to be. But... It's all right. I, all it's... I use Animal Crossing for now is I only play it on a train either to or from London. And what I do is I send myself a letter in the yeah. game saying, hi, Kev, I'm on the train to or from London. What are you doing? And then I reply to the letter saying, hi, Kev, I'm also on a train either to or from London. And I like to see how much train, how much time passes between the train journeys. And that's basically Animal Crossing now for me. I think it adds a lot to the game. I think you just collect shekels or shells or something. Yeah. Mm, yeah. And send yourself letters. Oh, actually, I think, again, that's one I could start playing with my daughter and then throw down a well or something. And... <laughs> what you could do... <laughs> what you should do next time you're looking for something to play when you're out and about in London is you should get the new game I've been playing this week, which is Rival Kingdoms. Um, which is the shiny new game out on iOS. Um, you can get it on both your iPad or your iPhone. What I believe generation? Any, I think. It's coming out on Android any time now as well. Um, this was, the reason I picked this up is because I, it was a Facebook ad, 
um, that just basically said, like Game of Thrones, get this. Oh, I think I might have played this, because so, I remember clicking that and being a bit annoyed with them for, surely you're not allowed to do that, are you? I think so. You don't have to pay rights to do that. No, because it, they're saying, if you like Game of Thrones, you'll probably like this game. So why on earth aren't we like doing a Facebook ad where we just say, like games, listen to this show, I know it costs because money and we don't, we don't make, don't any, make money any money out of, money out of this. But, but that, how do you think I got my revision guide to the top of the So charts? you're telling me that for the zombie book we wrote, we could just like, like Walking Dead, read a yes. zombie book. And that's allowed? Yes, that's allowed. Why and not only that? that, Facebook advertising allows you to specifically target people who've liked the Walking Dead page. The way I sold so many revision guides is by targeting people who'd liked Kindle and had identified themselves as being at school and had mentioned exams. That's how wow. Facebook ads work. But anyway, it's not like Game of Thrones. No. That's, it, don't go into it thinking that's what it is, but that's why I played it. But a few days later, it got picked up as the editor's choice on the App Store, and it's now getting loads of love on there. And it's actually written by um, Rianne Pratchett, who is Terry Pratchett's daughter and was one of the writers on the Tomb Raider reboot from the other year. So it's got wow. some proper big name writing behind it. And it's kind of a bit like Clash of Clans in that you've got your little village that you build up. You've got your stronghold in there. You build your armies and get your defensive. Does have a big boob woman going, will you be my hero? No, she's average chest sized and mm. she doesn't quite say that. Um but you just, it's the normal, that kind of game They're type annoying, thing. I don't, that makes me cringe, yeah, the whole big rest of people, doesn't thing. it? Yeah. Um, but that, that side of the game is very much, get your armies, go and attack other people's cities and take their stuff. And that is all, you know, there's dozens of games on yeah. iOS like that. There's nothing special about that. The, thing, the two things that make this awesome, firstly, is the story for it is brilliant and is being drip-fed out to people. So the first part of the story, which I've now completed this first story arc, um, you have to go and... Go, you're basically going north of the wall and battling <laughs> wildlings. Um, and they're obviously changing it around just enough so it's not a complete Game of Thrones rip-off. Um, but you then go and get your big ancient monster thing that you can then bring back. And basically, you end up with a dragon. So I've got a dragon, which now fights on my behalf, and I've got a big dragon's nest in my town. The next part of the story is being released on the 20th of May and they're going to keep releasing little bits of the story and unlocks different parts of the map. So that's awesome. But even more awesome than that is when you get into the kingdom mode. And I've set up the MGP kingdom on there. At the moment, it's only me, Clarky and Dean. I'm the king of this kingdom because <laughs> I set it up. Clarky was the first to join, so I immediately made him a lord. And Dean is the sentinel of our little kingdom. Um, but your kingdoms can have dozens of people in and they all start out. I'm going to tr get this up on the screen now so I can show you as we're, as I'm talking about it, Sheepdog, because you, you need to get on this game. But basically, you start out with just your kingdom, so your castle, um, and then other people come in and you can give them different jobs and roles within your kingdom. And you all then start working together. And there's a whole new campaign that opens up of kingdoms battling each other and kingdom versus kingdom. And at the moment, we can't join that league because there's only three of us and you need five people to be able to... Is it kind of like um, the other games you have to tap and grind yeah. on, like tapped out? Yeah, and... and it's got the same things timed down, blah, 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 blah. But this is the kingdom. So there's me in my castle. Over here, we've got Lord Clarkey um, sat in the council hall. We've got Dean there in the gatehouse being the sentinel. Um, but if you zoom in a bit more, you've got taverns, you've got... All the common folk can live out here the other side of the walls. 
Um, you can actually have people who you've just thrown out completely because you don't want them in there anymore. You can have squires. You've got your watchtower. And you can have loads and loads of people in there. And then you can take your kingdom out and about and join kingdom raids. And we can start going and beating the hell out of other podcasts hey. in a rival kingdoms kingdom league. So I want you specifically. Can I run the dog. tavern? You can run. Absolutely, you can run the tavern. I want you involved in this by the end of this weekend. And you, the listener, you need to get on this as well. Join the MGP Kingdom. Um, it's got in-kingdom chat as well. So we have our little chats with other people in the kingdom so we can talk about it while we're playing. Um, and it's just a really cool little extra bit of social awesomeness to what was kind of a tired little iOS genre. We asked, was it last week or the week before, we asked someone to come on and explain Clash of Clans. Nobody really did. Yeah. Um, but now I've played this game, I kind of understand how Clash of Clans work. And it they are quite fun. They're addictive. You play it in your little two or three minute burst a few times a day like you do with Tapped Out. I'm still, yeah, I was thinking this is going to eat into my Tapped Out. Yeah, it will do. But But the good thing about it is it starts you out with loads of diamonds, which are the things that you normally have to buy to be able to buy all the extra. But it starts you out with so many that that first time you sit down and play it, I was playing for three hours because I could just do loads of stuff and go out and have all my battles. And it's just a really, it's the best free iOS game I've got in a long time. So it's highly recommended. It's called Rival Kingdoms. Get on it, boys and girls. You didn't like it, though, did you, Anna? No. Why not? Why? But you've been really into Clash of Clans. Yeah, I prefer that. Because I don't want you lording over me. Is that the only reason you don't want to play? What if I let you be king? I won't be king. I won't be king. I assume you probably could be. So if I step down from king and you become queen of MGP, you'll play with us? No. Why? Then you can lord over me. That's like a massive power play. Yeah. I'll only play if I can be king sheepdog. No, you're you're already running the tavern. Everyone knows you're running the tavern. (laughs) Yeah, you can't have a drink with sheepdog. That's how it works. Exactly. Um, What's better about Clash of Clans? I don't know. Do you understand how the game works yet? But you've been playing it constantly for like two weeks. I'm just upgrading my bits and pieces. How are you enjoying that but you hated Tapped Out? Oh, you're a monster. Not really. I just don't like Simpsons that much. I used to like it, but it, it got samey all the time. It's Apparently like, oh. it's been really good the past few years. Yeah. I was, I, they were moaning on Twitter earlier because one of the voice actors has just left. Alan Shearer. And um, they're Why saying that... Confused? That was me. Yeah, Alan Shearer. Yeah, Alan Shearer. And... Um, People were like, oh, it should, have, it should have ended a decade ago. But they've said, actually, no, it's been really good for the past like five, six, seven years. What's that about Arrow? Something to do with Arrow and Doctor Who. No, the two, the two greatest kid shows combined. At the Arrow spin-off with Doctor Who stars Steve P. Baddis time travelling. Splendid. Mm-hmm. Yet another Arrow spin-off. Sounds good to me. Language! We don't swear yeah. on the podcast yeah, every they're week. They're only doing spin-offs because they're trying to... Save people from it. Yeah. <laughs> Don't get bored. What's just been Got like? Supergirl coming out soon as well now. Did you God. see the Supergirl trailer earlier in the week? Not interested in anything DC anymore. You're a monster. No. Except Batman, to an extent. But I, even the third Batman film, which have you seen yet? Yeah. That just, I didn't, it didn't do it for me. Yeah. I think I kind of peaked at the second Batman film. It disgusts that that. me. Um, Anna, while I've been playing Rival Kingdoms, what have you been playing this week? Not a lot. Nothing out there. That's just because you're in your pre-big game irritable <laughs> yeah. stage. I, I, she keeps hassling me because I, I asked for a couple... You have been haranguing You do ask very nicely. You're very sweet when I respond um, with something positive. But I do worry that you sat there thinking, I need to ask him again. And... <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I just like, 
I think, okay, I, I know people have got it because the embargo was on Tuesday. And you've done nothing but watch it on Twitch for weeks I know, now. I haven't watched it on Twitch. <laughs> I know there's Twitch streams, but I, I'm not watching it. I wa- I've watched the ones that are on YouTube, but I'm keeping away from everything else. But, I, no, I just know people had it for three weeks. I'm just I, I don't get that. It's like the, they've told me the review stuff has been sent out Yeah, today. they've sent it out to real reviewers. Yeah. And then the enthusiasts press get whatever's left over that's pretty much how they're doing it unless it's just that because what how long ago was it you asked me to ask it wasn't that long was well it? you said you asked last year i know i did actually because you know what i was looking through my inbox just in case they'd sent it and i saw this email saying pick up pick up your demo code here or something i'll pick up your code here for the resources and i thought oh my god they have sent it i'm yeah. so i'm so guilty and then we were on there it, it was saying it expired and i was like how and then i realized it was from like sort of third quarter of last year so i don't know what they sent then but i don't think it was any kind so of so what demo you're saying is you could have played the demo a year ago well That's no no right <laughs> i don't think it was a game i don't think it was a playable demo i think it, i don't know what it was some sort of resource for the site she's gonna so. kill you no you I, need to check that email before she rips your phone no, it's, it's Friday no, it's tomorrow now. so i'm not really bothered if it doesn't come because i'm still buying it i hope it arrives over the weekend so that it's here for monday night so while anna's recording infinite loop cast on monday i can sit there playing it yeah, and say gonna... anna look at this kevin, bit have you seen kevin. this bit yet anna anna kevin, look kevin there will be no controllers okay i'll do it with my vita that's fine because it won't be on TV. No, I'll be playing it on the V. I'll oh, use my V as the control. <laughs> I'll stab you in the sleep. But imagine I'll... that would be such a scoop for that podcast, having me live streaming through your show. I'll be sick. My views on the I'll be Witcher. sick if you do that. <laughs> I'm trying to work yeah, out how that, on yeah. earth. Wait till Batman comes out. I'm going to tell you all the spoilers. I'm trying to work out how my postman can deliver it to me without putting it through the letterbox, and so that you can pick it up or something. I'd Why don't just... you go and stand at the end of his driveway tomorrow? Because they'll ask for ID. You can't just tell me in the driveway either. That'd just be weird. She'd do it. I know she would. Give me a key. I'm not giving you the yeah. key to my house. Why? Give her a key to the garage. I'm not gonna because that put yourself in the <laughs> position of a postman. If you turn up and she's just closing the garage, you're going to assume she lives there. She's closing the garage. Leave the garage unlocked, and she can just it's open and close out all day. Full of crap. Right there, you go. Garage is <laughs> unlocked. Go to his house tomorrow. Just open and close the garage all day. Postman Gav will confirm <laughs> that if he turns up and someone's opening or closing the garage, he's handing them that parcel. Can I just put a note on it. Please, it, please leave to crazy lady stood at end of driveway if it's a game shaped parcel. No, just deliver his post here. I'll, I'll just deliver his post here. <laughs> I'll just bend it. <laughs> You no, know, it's a good job we didn't tell her this. Like, just pick up all my posts. We've got to check through for our. We, I don't want to check. No, I know. It's, it's like a check for a grand for our car. And uh, I was thinking, like, when when my wife showed me, because I was like, do you, anything, do you know what's mad? I said to her, did any posts come today? Meaning your game. And she was like, yeah. And I was like, oh, brilliant. The game's arrived. And then she was like, a check for a grand. And I was like, oh. And then, <laughs> and then I realised what she'd said. I was like, oh, no, brilliant. But, um,. No, I really wanted to be able to bring it over because I knew you'd die because I'm not home tomorrow. I'm going to Essex. So it's like, we'll figure it out. I think she'll be home before I am, just quickly. Just tell her to bend it. Bend everything. So while you've been waiting, and I must say, so patiently. I am, I, I am patient. I'm not being mean. I've been sick. I've been, the last week I was sick. This week I've been exercising. I'm just trying to fill my mind. <laughs> well you've been it. playing some games as well what have you played not a lot do i have to tell you what yeah. you've played you've played unfinished swan 
The second time. You played it through from start to finish in one sitting, didn't you? I did. How long is it? Because I've got it. A couple of hours. Yeah, it's not very long. I might have to complete that over the weekend. It's a lovely little game. Is that available on Vita? Has it been Vitaized? Oh, I yeah, know. I downloaded it earlier. Oh, fantastic. I'll yeah, play that on the Vita. Will I get more trophies? Because I've already finished it on the PS3. Yeah. What, so I'll get trophies on Vita and PS4 yeah. as well? Three triple bubble trophies, oh, I don't know, Sheepdog. If you get on the Vita, whether it's I felt marginally guilty there because I thought my poor Nan's ill in hospital and I was thinking, I'll play it then because she's not going to be very talkative. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, that's really awful. I shouldn't when, say that. When I was a kid and my mum was in hospital, I once found 48 words that you could spell out on an upside down calculator. No. 48 words I was so proud of myself she didn't mind yeah no fair I enough um, so unfinished one is it any different on the PS4 any better in any way I don't I don't know if it's HD it's, it up or it anything it looked really pretty but no. it's the same you go around well you ate you're a little boy mum's died she leaves you a picture I probably won't play that in front of me now and then <laughs> <laughs> she leaves you the picture of the unfinished one, and then I think you go into a dream and you go after follow the swan, and then you're just presented with white. There's nothing but white, and then you start chucking. Made by Nigel Farage. <laughs> <laughs> it is, it's a beautiful Stop. game. It really is a lovely game. And then you start chucking paintballs, but you can only, you can't. Nigel Farage. <laughs> you can't saturate it with black because then you won't know where you're going. They used to it here and there. So the you... black gets in the way. Stop oh, that's right. <laughs> what? He what? didn't like it. Nigel did. I'm just describing unfinished swan. What are you getting all no, iPad wacky about? Annoying. Carry stop on. It, um, stop it. <laughs> yeah, I might play it on the way to Essex then. Because then you've got your first one is everything is white and there's a few gold bits. Yeah, don't tell me the levels. I think that's a bit too far. Because <laughs> <laughs> I don't need to play it then. Do you know how it ends? No, I'm alright. Okay, well, the first I'm level... I'm you finish this one. <laughs> don't saturate it with all the fingers. Do it... What's it? Sparingly. Yes. And just... Don't blow your whole load. Yeah, I've often been told that. Um, I've got other games on the freebie... Thingy. Joe, I, I need to ask you actually. You're both Vita, right? Um, You're throwing the Vita <laughs> slang out there. Have you been on a Vita form? You've been reading read Vita magazine. Um, yeah. Is there an easier way than going to my transaction history to find all the games I can just download for no. free? No. Uh, Sony don't understand how to do an interface that works. They don't, do they? They're idiots. If they could fix their interface, I'd use my PS4 well, so much more. Sony and Microsoft need to combine because Microsoft make brilliant software, Sony make brilliant hardware. Just work together, folks, because the, the Xbox interface on PlayStation yeah, hardware. Money, isn't it? Yeah, but they just they have their strengths and they're both rubbish at the other mm. part. I bet they'd save enough that it'd be worthwhile. They're not making that much off the consoles, are they? Um, another thing that you've played that you've probably got sat there on your Vita ready to play because it was on PlayStation Plus a little I while ago. I think it's on PlayStation 4. Uh, I don't know. I played it on the Vita originally. Guacamole. The I bought this. Oh, yeah, no, I have got that. Super Championship. Now, I didn't like this game when I played it. It was I played it because it was on one of those rare occasions where I listened to an episode of Bits and PCs and Clarkie was raving about it. It was around about the time, I think it was, was it when Rayman Origins came out? Or maybe when Rayman Legends came out. But it was around the time there was this fantastic platform game out there. And he said, this game is the best platformer of the year. It's better than Rayman. So I went out, oh, spunked a tenor on it, 
and gave it 45 minutes of my time before I turned it off in disgust and deleted it off my Vita. And I've not gone back to it. But you've, That's why he's been sacked for bits and pre-season. Yeah, too yeah. right. Um, but you've um, you've given it a bit more time this week, haven't you? Oh, Is it any good? Um, bye. <laughs> the thing is, you know when you like... know what she's going to say. <laughs> Sorry, I just was like, mm. no, yeah. It, like I said, it's a platformer with um, this skeleton man from the Jack Skeleton. I have no idea, but it's some man from the. Ground. Yeah. <laughs> just pointing at the floor. <laughs> a man from the ground. And he's kidnapped the president, thought, maybe. And he's you the have president to, a chimp. I have no idea. Yeah, why not? But you have to rescue him. And you go around meeting this goat that gives you powers. Honestly, Obviously. he gives you powers. And you go through, like, little towns and there's people that need, like, missions doing. But um, the platform bit's going on now. But it's like there's a power where you you jump through portals and it it, it hurts my eyes. Because mm-hmm. it's like you go jump through one portal and it makes the other side of a bridge appear, but then you have to jump up before going into the other portal. So if that one comes back, it's very weird. But I can't do it. Cause I turned Bottom it line, it's not as good as Rain Man. Clarkie has made a liar of himself again. I might take his lordship away. No, do you want to be a lord, that. sheepdog? Lord of the Tavern. <laughs> I for the free, dance, it's worth it, but it's it's um worth it for nothing. <laughs> it's worth it for nothing. No, so it's it, worth it, nothing. Like, it hurts your fingers. It's well, like that's the where PlayStation you controller to... you got there. If you were using it on the next box, you'd be Don't hit me! Don't hit me. Smile. You can't just leave dead air. Well I can. You can shut up with your little remarks all the time. If it hurts your fingers, that's not the game's no, fault. Not, no, it is. Because you have to press up and then press circle, but then while you press circle, you need to press sideways and X. It, honestly, play it, and then you'll see what I mean. Mm. Really, really annoying. If the instructions were stab yourself in the hand with a needle, then I'd say, yeah, it's the game's fault. But You see what I mean? You'll get to, it's like a bridge, and one part of the bridge is there. So you go, and then you have to jump off the bridge and then press this button before you go through the other portal to make the other part of the bridge, but then you have to jump up, but then there's water. If you get to the water, you die. It's very, very annoying. It's like split-second movements, and I just I can't get my head around it. I did it once, but then it was, I had to do it again. I was like, no, I can't bother. Talking of games that are physically painful, I finally got my hands on Project Cars yesterday. Oh, God, that was... I have never been... So close. I don't get gamer rage. I've never <laughs> been so close to snapping an Xbox controller in two as I was in the first hour of playing that game. It is extraordinarily difficult. You're you... like, oh, I've got medium, it's fine. Yeah, well, it's at the same it asks you to set the difficulty level. Um, and I thought, medium, I, I play a lot of racing games. I love Forza, um, I play a lot of Gran Turismo. Some would say you're quite the racist. Exactly, they would. Um, technical terms again. That, was, that wasn't bad for him. Um, so I put it on medium. Um, you start. I started out at tier eight, right at the bottom. Go karts. Um, you start <laughs> out with go Mario Kart. <laughs> I had to explain. It's not quite Mario Kart, um, but I started it up um, and just crashed straight into a wall on a straight. As well, I was going to say, were they just no? <laughs> the finish line was a wall. I just pressed accelerate and it just veered off to the left, smashed into a wall. 
And for the first hour, well, no, sorry, for the first 20 minutes or so, I persisted with medium and kept crashing. Couldn't get around the first corner. So I took it down to novice and then spent another 40 minutes of not even being able to get around the full You didn't have lap. it in the wrong mode where it was... No. You're, t- you're holding it like that and you're turning. No, because it's the Xbox that doesn't have any of that stuff in the controller. Right, OK. Um, it was just hard. And it shows how far Forza has moved away from being a proper Seven. gaming sim, uh, racing sim, especially because I've been playing Forza Horizon. But I did go back to Forza 5 for a couple of hours, more recently than I last played Forza Horizon. So I was, in theory, in racing sim mode. But it just took so long to get my head back around the fact that, yeah, you can't just hold the accelerator down. You have to be gentle with it and go part of the way and gently ease off the brake and ease onto the accelerator and actually it's drive like it making like love it's a, to a beautiful woman. Yeah, you have to drive it like it's a real car. And once I finally got my head around that, about an hour in, just as Anna was taking small person up to bed, I shouted at her as she walked out the door, I finally want a race! But at that, when you left the room, I was still hating it, wasn't I? By the time you came back downstairs an hour later, I'd finished the first season, I'd won the karting championship, and I was in love with this game. It is fantastic. Oh, I thought you meant 12 hours. What? When you press the button, and you have to do it again. I don't know what you're saying. Oh, there was. we'll get to the glitches in a minute. <laughs> um, but the game itself is brilliant. Um, it eases you, you you do the karting season and then you get you get a little sample of super karts so I went after you've spent two hours driving little go-karts around to get into a super kart it's like you're driving the fastest car in the history of the mm-hmm. world but because you've gone through the pain of learning to drive properly in a kart suddenly I'm driving a faster car better than I've ever driven in a racing game ever. I'm hitting the corners just right. I'm sliding around them nicely. I'm driving like an absolute dream. It was super, I'm still a novice, bear yeah, in mind. Yeah. But it was the most fun I'd ever had on a racing game. And I, moved, I then signed my Super Karts contract and I got to go and do a... I got to drive a Ford Focus in a race a little bit later on. And gradually, it eases you through. And the idea is it takes you through an entire racing career through eight different tiers of racing... Um, all the way up to like Formula One or their whatever they're calling Formula One, and you can go all the way through from go karts up to that. Wow! And it just seems superb. And unlike most of the games like Forza, <laughs> Gran Turismo, all that kind of thing, everything is completely unlocked at the start. So I chose to start my career on Tier Eight at the very bottom and work up. But I could have just said, you know what, I'm just have a Formula One career. It's all unlocked. All the cars are there. You can race what you like, when you like, in whatever order. It's all there at the start. I imagine. Because of how steep that learning curve is, if you did go straight in with Formula One cars, you could spend a week doing it and you wouldn't be able to get to the first corner. But it just it just sort of eases you through very gently and it pushes you right to the brink of, I'm going to snap this disc in two, but then just pulls back ever so slightly and you advance a little bit. And it's, it's just that sort of perfect learning curve, plateau, bit more learning... And it, at the moment, two or three hours in, it is perfectly balanced on that kind of thing. Um, there were a couple of little glitchy bits with it. For some reason, on the earlier races, sometimes it wasn't registering that I was completing laps. Now, there is a thing in the game where you don't get a lap time if you come off the track at all, which is fine. I'm not bothered about setting fast laps and all that nonsense. But I was actually in races, and I'd go around, do a full lap, pass the start-finish line, and it doesn't go on to the next lap. 
and it's mm. supposed to be a three lap race and I'm out in the lead and I've done five or six laps and this three lap race still thinks I'm on lap one. So there was a couple of times I had to restart and I, it just glitchy and it happened a couple yeah. of times, which was a bit weird. And um, there's a fantastic feature where along the right hand side of your menu screen, it has loads of little imaginary tweets where people are tweeting about you. <laughs> so um, when I was losing at the start, there were I was getting loads of abuse about why have they given me a contract? What what a waste of space driver, all that stuff. And that was brilliant. And then I started winning, and there I was starting to build a fan club, and that was all little nice touches. You get it's it's got just the right amount of football manager style nerdiness when you start getting contract offers come in, and I'm already thinking, well, I'm I'm going to play this realistically. It's a, it's a simulation. Um, I could stay in karting for another year, but I've been offered a superkarts contract. Um, I could go to Dubai. Ooh, mm-hmm. I could, and I'm, I've already decided I'm playing this realistically. I don't care about loyalty at all. I don't look. I, my little go kart team who supported me through that first season when I was rubbish. I know you were nice enough to give me a contract for the second season, but you know what? These guys are going to offer me something better. So see ya. I'm off to go mm-hmm. to bigger and better things, and it's just it's fantastic. It really is an excellent racing sim and I was kind of expecting it because it was brilliant when I played it at Eurogamer um, but it looked cool at Eurogamer but I just don't I can't get into racing games but I was crap at that because I crashed a lot but that's because I was driving a supercar so yeah I I would say we now have the two best examples of racing games that have ever existed if you nice. want an arcade style racer you'd go Forza Horizon 2 if you want a pure sim, you would go Project Cars. And Project Cars is available on everything. And even more exciting, on the PC version, it works with the Oculus Rift and the steering wheel. Wow. And I've never been closer to looking up how much an Oculus Rift costs. Because the idea of playing this with a steering wheel, with an Oculus Rift on, that it just blows my mind. And I, I said to Anna yesterday, I, don't, I think that would be my free time gone. I think that's how I would spend my evenings. I'd just be driving my imaginary car with my silly hat on mm-hmm. and it would be fantastic. But it, it's just, I can't believe how much in three hours of gameplay that took me from pure hatred to just appreciating its brilliance. It was amazing. Excellent. So um, big thumbs up to, to Peter Roject Cars and the excellent game that he's uh, vomited out. The Roject Car family have put a lot of effort in, haven't they? Yeah. A lot of time. Anyone played anything else this week? Not particularly. A little crap on Mortal Kombat, but nothing major. The Mature Gamer Podcast is proud to be part of Geek Culture Radio. If you need a new gaming podcast in your life, the only place you need to look is geekcultureradio.com slash podcasts. Is your wallet too heavy? Head over to maturegamerpodcast.com slash pledge and we'll help you lighten the load. It's the one surefire way to get your name read out on the show. Well, well, well. Expo season is almost upon us. Are you aware of that, everybody? I thought we were already into it with Gadget Show. But, um... Nah, that's not real Expo season. We're talking about the big one that kicks off in July, MGPX, obviously, um, which we're uh, all very excited about. It's What are you doing? What, your arm or MGPX? Okay. Um, I need to really... I mean, this is about the time I have to start really hammering the drum for swag. If Rob's listening, I don't know if he still listens to the show, but if he does, he needs to start helping me out. No, Dean's uh, always. Well, Dean's which... basically organised the whole event. Yeah. We need to start getting quiz teams together. Um, I think it'd be good to... Why You know about the quiz, don't you? No, I don't. 
Dean's arranged a quiz. He's arranged loads of awesome prizes. Like I've got oh, the list yeah, somewhere. I haven't got it to hand at the moment, but we're entering a quiz team. The three of us um, are going to be a team um, in the quiz that Dean is going to compare for us. Um, awesome. But we need lots of other quiz teams, and there's going to be loads of awesome prizes up to grabs, up for grabs. Is he, do I, did I read right that there's a trophy? I there's always a trophy. That's one yeah. of Dean's excellent points. I love the little trophies. But ba- just the, that in itself is going to take MGPX up to another level. Um, we're obviously still going to have the uh, the famous raffle with Sheepdog Swag Pile. Um, we've got um, awesome Thai food, which is my reason for wanting to Cards be there. Cards Against Humanity. Oh, I'm so looking forward to some more Cards Against Humanity. Actually playing it indoors this year as oh, well. Are we some more new packs? I think we might buy Even the expansion the packs. are bringing uh, Oculus Rift, aren't they? In the oh, infinite loop cast corner, <laughs> and uh, yeah, we've other podcasts are coming along with their own kind of brand of stuff. And did I hear Player Two caster coming along? Yeah, as well? yeah, they've said they'll come because they're local. So um, yeah, we're getting. If you're a podcast to whether or not you're part of Geek Culture Radio, and um, if you want to come and be involved in MGPX, we are serious about it, wanting it to be the biggest gaming expo in the east of England. And we've got some competition coming in Peterborough in August as well because they're having a big land party festival thing in Peterborough in August so we need to be bigger than them yeah well that's that's my plan at the moment they're doing it in a church so you know we're doing it in a pub they're doing it in a church ours has to win because it's in a better location in the best pub in the world Um, and it's just brilliant come along to that Um, if you need information about how to get your hotels booked up um, we need to start finding out what's the cheapest one this year and stick some details for that on the forum and it's right near the train station. It's right near the car parks. For those of you who've been previously, there's a new Waitrose across the road now, which is very mm. exciting development. For They're like the area, aren't they? So if you get out of the train now, you can walk through Wait through what is that? Through Waitrose. I can't say that. Quickly. And across a proper crossing yeah. rather than over the manky wee smelling bridge. Yeah, and then you're there, so it's a much shorter walk, which is bound to. And it's just some it's people. awesome, and it's what only two months away now. So less yeah. than that, really, six weeks, eight weeks until MGPX so that's exciting then we've got one that's eight all... weeks there you go eight weeks ago almost as big and important as that as that is in September we've got EGX in Birmingham and we need to start coming up with a plan for that I need to book a hotel so badly <laughs> I should be driving by then so a little bit of me kind of... actually I can't drive back and forth every day can I That'd be no ridiculous. that would be stupid um, especially be because why would you do that when you've still got to pay half of our petrol that seems mad. <laughs> <laughs> well, I could drive us all down there and sleep in my car overnight is what I was thinking. Don't do that, you absolute moron. Well, I, I'm at the point now where I know I don't have to pay till the day, but um, I, no, I think I did book a room recently. So I can't remember. I've sent you the details of the hotel yeah. we're staying in at least a dozen times. I'm pretty sure I booked a twin thinking someone will buy the other bed off me. You can't sell the beds. I've told you about this before. <laughs> Someone can stay there with you, but you've got to stop selling the beds from the hotels you stay in. They're going to catch on. They need to lean on Dean and see if he'll share with me. And don't forget, we, now we know that you can get the Premier Inn refund in Birmingham. Quite. Easy. Did you do that last time when we yeah. went for? Well, that was, uh, yeah, that was genuine. We no, I had a bad night's sleep. Yeah, we, just... yeah, we all did that because it was a skanky hotel. That's no, we're not no, staying in that one again. It was just noisy. It was just noisy. Yeah, people smoking all sorts of illicit substances. The reception and we couldn't have the window open. Yeah. And if you, if you even if you shot it, it was still so loud. And it stank. But yeah, so and they didn't know what cars against humanity were in the bar. No, they just thought good. we were monsters for <laughs> making a joke about Madeleine McCann or something. But we need a plan for EGX. Obviously, with it not being in London this time, Birmingham has got that whole awkward thing of the fact that the 
the actual event is outside of Birmingham. Mm. So we need to start finding out who's coming, how, what sort of numbers we're dealing with. We need to start a thread on the forum about this, geekcultureradio.com slash forum. Um, but we need to, a rough idea of how many people are looking to come along for a meet up on a Saturday night. And then we need to know where you're going to be staying because we should we be looking to arrange something over near the NEC because that's where we're staying. So if everyone's staying over there, we can look at doing something near there, either in the hotel or somewhere else nearby. But if everyone else is staying in Birmingham city centre, or if we prefer to go out in the city centre, then we need to start looking at something we can do in Birmingham city centre. And if, if there's going to be 50 people there who all want to have a meet up, we could book a pub or something. I was going to say like, this is probably a bit mental, but if we're all staying in pretty much the same pub, Surely one of the hotels there would have a, a conference room we could just get a buffet yeah, in. Exactly. Anything, well, just get anything a buffet like that. In for a caterer, and we all chuck in 20 quid, and that's a meal and a room for the night. Every year we get to early September and we have those envious glances over at the Midlife Game a lot, and the fact they've been so organised and they've booked their pub and they've booked their event. And there's no reason why we couldn't be that organised. The only reason we're not is because we don't get our act together it's early enough. It's because they went and scouted the other week. Well, they're Why? from Birmingham as well, aren't they? So they know they know mm. the drill as well. But we need some Birmingham locals. Mark Bentley will have I was going to say, we need Mark Bentley <laughs> and his partner because he knows the place and she needs to translate for him. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But we gen- we want to know who's coming, what sort of thing you're looking for, what we need to be doing. We want to start forming a plan because once we've... If, if, it, if it becomes obvious that we want to book a room somewhere or we want to book a pub or we just want to book a restaurant... What's the best restaurant in Birmingham? Where do you eat? Can we get barbecue anywhere? Do we need to be booking it now? We all we, These are the sort of things we need to be doing so we're not just turning up at the back end of September and saying, right, let's find a pub. Because then Sheepdog gets angry. Mm, I want <laughs> a lobster wrestling a giant steak. And so then we want to go out for food. Mm. That'd be awesome. So... Please get in touch. Let us know what your plans are for MGPX, uh, not MGPX, EGX, so that we can start getting something arranged. Likewise, two weeks later, we've got Play Expo up in Manchester again. Now, personally, I love the whole everyone goes back to the hotel after a gourmet burger in the Trafford Centre and we have a bit of Cards Against Humanity. That's brilliant. But, again, the big area where we fall down sometimes at Play Expo is we don't get organised early enough. We meet up with quite a few people during the day, but because we've not planned the Saturday night, it ends up being eight of us or whatever it is on a Saturday night. And they're eight fantastic people and they're brilliant evenings and brilliant weekends. But if there's going to be 20 or 30 MGP folk there, let's do something as a bunch of MGP MGP folk. Let's go and book a restaurant or go and book a pub or go and book a conference room in a hotel. We whatever just get we need the warehouse to do. next to play like those fitness people did. Yeah, we just do our own whatever. one. Um, I need to make sure I've got a bag of money for that, I think, this year, because it is just a boot sale. <clears throat> so having a load of cash on me would be good. Mm. I was skint last year, so it felt like I was just wandering around <laughs> thinking, oh. uh, which is silly, really, because, you know, if I, I didn't, I don't know, I've been there twice now, I shouldn't know what to expect, but I just didn't plan ahead. <laughs> so I, your point is definitely getting through to me, I need to plan ahead a bit better with these. And on that note, the other reason Midlife Gamer are so organised is because they have a genius behind the scenes pulling all the strings. And note, it isn't one of the podcast hosts who does all that. Because uh, podcast hosts are notorious for being lazy, head-in-a-cloud morons who don't know how to organise anything I ever. do a lot of stuff behind the scenes. Yeah, but not enough. 
you lazy. <laughs> so if there's anyone out there who is an organisational genius, like Dean does for MGPX, where he just oh, takes over and tells... Yeah, MGPX is successful because we don't have anything to do with organising it. We don't know what, what time to get there. We don't know what's going on. We don't know when we're doing what. Other people tell us what to do, and that's why it's awesome. So if you want to be one of those people who organises the MGP presence in expo season... Let us know, get something organised, make it awesome. We'll go along with whatever you suggest because we just want to go and have a good time and we're, we're not organised enough to actually get... We've proven now, four years we've been going to Eurogamer, we need someone, we need a grown-up to organise it for us. I just want a lobster holding a steak with its pincers. I want lanyards. Just Midlife Gamer have lanyards when they go to Eurogamer. Giant... I want a lanyard. 20-ounce steak... In its pinches. You're missing the point, man. Like, like it killed the cow itself Badges, and then got hats. boiled. The first year we went to Eurogamer, we had T-shirts. Because a grown-up arranged it for us. We've not had T-shirts since. I want T-shirts again. I want a T-shirt with Mature Gamer Podcast on the front and my name on the back. Because I never got to experience a name on the back because it came off in the wash before we even got there. Yeah, he shouldn't have worn it before you got there. I was excited because <laughs> I'd never had a T-shirt before. But I want that. I want... Some, but, I'm not capable of no, doing you know, the it. No, the thought of it's making me feel tired, which is kind of where I am at the moment. Anything that's, oh, I need to scale back. So please, time. it's called the Mature Gamer Podcast. I'd like to think there's someone out there who is a grown-up, someone who is mature, yeah. someone who has got some organisational skills. If you can sort us out with somewhere to drink, somewhere to eat, a T-shirt to wear, a baseball cap to wear, a lanyard, I don't care, leaflets, business cards, any of that stuff, we're not asking you to do it for free. We'll... Get in touch. We'll sort something out. We want all that awesome stuff, um, but we're just not capable of doing it. We're idiots. You may have you may have noticed. Yeah, it's only been a hundred and what. <laughs> yeah. If you haven't nearly. spotted yet that we're buffoons, then you've not been paying attention. But we do want to make these expos this year brilliant because it's my favourite period of the year. I love mm. expo season because we're nerds who prioritise our money in weird ways that normal families don't. Me and Anna don't go on holiday. We do expo season. That's our holiday. My wife year. doesn't go on holiday because I do expo season. <laughs> um, why? Basically, you are saying we need a manager, aren't you? Absolutely. So you know, there you go. Need a manager. Make it happen. We kind of need a manager for everything we do. Yeah. I remember being six months into Best Thing From, or probably even six months didn't last that long. We were trying to convince this respectable person with no ears or whatever he was, an idiot, um, <laughs> to become our agent slash manager because we needed someone with a bit of direction who could point as a direction. Yeah. Um, I want someone vacancy. who I can throw ideas at who then makes the ideas happen. We're ideas people, but we don't have the gumption to follow through ever. Well, we, you know, we, we do when it's creating stuff. Obviously, we did the books, the shows, the videos, the all sorts. Yeah. But we need someone to say, right, you've got that now. Well done. Let's yeah, go, go and, and do this. This is the next step that you need to be doing. Go and make it happen, you pair of idiots. To be honest, the amount of abuse involved in this, it feels like a job John should be doing. He's made for it. Just telling yeah, us we're morons. When I ask him to do it, he's like, bandwidth. <laughs> if John wants to do it, that'd be great. He's yeah, my boss tell, at work. Tell John to recruit someone. He could boss us around. Fine. He knows, he knows how to tell us we're idiots. And... He tells us the sound quality he's sorting out on a, week, on a weekly basis. Yeah, and I, I, my response is always, if you want it sorting out, John, you know what to do. Bloody sort it out yourself. I don't know yeah. what I'm doing. We've only been podcasting for nearly six years. He's I don't have a bloody clue. at some point, hopefully, so he can come So he can sit in the corner yeah. with tape across his mouth being our producer, but never speaking. <laughs> Ideal. I'd love that. 
although we would need to get someone else with hair, so we made sure that it was still a hair-dominated show. We can't have two slapheads. We should convince him to buy a house with a studio, and we can all go across there. That's and... our studio that we let him come into when we're recording. Yeah, he of does, course. He doesn't get to go in there any other time, because no. he'd mess up our stuff. And he'd do bits and pieces of him, wouldn't he? He's not, no. We're not encouraging that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I've got got a line that I'm not willing to cross. Um, but yeah, I know we've waffled for 10 minutes on that, but I really do want Expo season this year to be the most awesome Expo season we've ever had because I'm, I am excited about it. We've, I feel like I've missed out a little bit this year by not going to rest. We should have slotted an MCM or something in to compensate for it. That's in a, like a week's time now, so it's we not, not, don't really have time to organise it and get along there, but... I'm, I've, I've got a hankering to go and hang out with some nerds. We should go and do some smaller ones just because we could be a presence there. If all of us agree to synchronise and go to these smaller ones, um, we'd just be the mature gamer crowd that kind of swamps a small, usually only gets a couple of hundred people and we've turned up with 50. Well, yeah, I'd be up for, I just want to go and spend my weekends hanging out with nerds because that's my holiday for the year. You just like dominating Pumbaa in a fight, don't you? Uh, he's a weakling. What's he going to do? I've floor, floored him before, I'll floor him again. <laughs> Okay. Do you imagine him just going, why, yeah, yada? <laughs> Crunching his phone up in his hands. <laughs> just a pile of them where every week you say something and he's just got 167 phones crushed. Um, Anna, you wanted to say something about something that wasn't to Assassin's do Assassin's Creed. Yeah. That was it. I watched it on... The television. Wednesday? No, I didn't watch it. I got an email saying it's only three hours until the Assassin's Creed video and I thought... Really, you're still getting away with releasing those? Like, <laughs> has nobody learned their lesson, really? It's in London, though. 1888. It's in London, 1868. Oh, I was close. Only 20 years out. Um, damn fool. You play as Jacob and Evie? Or, I think you get that. It's so probably twins. important because Prince Albert will still be alive. Yeah, but, so, but you can play as a girl. First Assassin's Creed plays a girl. Yeah, only because of the big hoo ha. Assassin's Creed on the Vita, you can play as a girl. About they had to sort out the hip malfunctions or whatever it was. <laughs> um, yeah, they wouldn't have got away with not having a woman in it. No, now, but um, it's set in London. It looked beautiful. But it doesn't have co-op, I hear. They've no, set... that, they weren't around then. It was all just no, other shops. There's no multiplayer, no. Yeah, it's bizarre. They've got two lead characters and they've said, oh yeah, you're not going to be able to do co-op on it, though. I wouldn't want to do co-op. Why would you Why want not? to do co-op? Because co-op is awesome. It's the best way to play uh, games. Yeah. They don't with try with these games. Uh, Just a lick of paint. I'm really selling it. We're going to get a review copy of no, that. Aren't we? Like... Sorry, Anna. Was the was the London Underground around then? When when did that get built? Because when that... the mole people were unsurfaced. Do we get any sense out of him at any point? No. I, I would be quite interested in an Assassin's Creed that's just close enough to present times where you've got things like the Underground. I think that was cool. a bit later. I think. Yeah, I'm not. But there'd be electricity sure. though. Yeah, or they're, or they're starting to dig the tunnels for it. Even the trains aren't well, down there, the, but they've started to dig the tunnels. In the order, AC six, there there's posters around about the underground. So maybe it's a bit too early for that. Being eighteen eighty six, I think it eighteen. There'll be boats, no doubt, down the Thames. I'm having bloody boats. Well, at least you're only going a straight yeah, line. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah, but um, <laughs> yeah, it it just looks. Do you reckon they'll have eighteenth uh, century Warford? Um, but I like <laughs> the it. Queen Vic pub is being built in her honour. She's there. Naming Talk, it. Talking of things we watched on the internet this week, did we all watch the brilliant Nintendo E3 announcement video? Have you seen that? I haven't. It is fantastic. Um, 
they've managed to make a complete non-announcement that's inconsequential into a brilliant little three-minute, oh, Nintendo, a fantastic video, where basically they're bringing back the Nintendo World Championships for the first time since 1990. 25 years since they've done this, but the whole of this video is good old Reggie doing a Rocky-style training montage, mm-hmm. but using bits of Nintendo's history to um to train with so he's like using game cubes as dumbbells and doing his weightlifting he's training on the Wii Fit he's um got it's you've got to watch it it's brilliant yeah, it's yeah. like a two three minute video you've got to get on there and watch Reggie just make an absolute clown of himself and Nintendo they when they do stuff well they do it brilliantly and I just wish the thing is they... is that their idea of right we need something big I know, let's bring back the world. Is that what they're trying to yeah, do? Yeah, that's their big thing. Yeah. 25, yeah. But it, all they've done is said that's coming back as a thing. I don't think we've had any details for it. So potentially that could be something that's really awesome. If it was them saying, you know what? We're going to do online gaming properly. Then that but would be a massive thing. What always upsets me with Nintendo is they'll come out with this great idea, but then every like Sony and Xbox will just find a way to do it without it costing you any extra. So they'll probably come up with a great idea which involves you spending a couple of quid and then you'll be able to do it with your tablet or whatever, <laughs> basically. <laughs> and that's my worry. Their, their ideas are always a bit... They forget that final step. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? Um, anyone else got anything else pressing? We've managed to get through the whole show without me moaning about my tooth, which I think has been quite no, impressive. No, just putting that <laughs> out. Saying it, yeah. yeah. Done right, nerves are still. Hopefully I'll have the wish for you. If I Never heard of it. Hopefully you'll have it tomorrow if uh, the postman took a point. Hopefully you'll have it tomorrow if Sheepdog remembers to ask for it for you. I, I just want to use it. <laughs> I've sent him the email to prove I am asking for yes, it. Yes, bless him. But apparently I'm bugging him. No, you're not bugging me at all. It's just, I just feel like I have to back it up with evidence because if it doesn't... I'm glad I've finally been removed as a middleman because normally she says to me... Ask him if he's got there. Well, no, it's because we've got WhatsApp. So yeah, I'd message her on WhatsApp a few I weeks back. I haven't got that anymore. I need to reinstall that on my new phone. I've gone two weeks without I think it. I sent her a message the other week telling her something, and then ever since then we WhatsApped. Yeah. So it's like, why well, should you, reinstall that? Stuff. Why are you WhatsApp? You've both got iPhones. Why are you WhatsApping? I don't know. I must have just sent her a message on WhatsApp. <laughs> Maybe I don't have your mobile number. I don't know. It's obviously WhatsApp. This dis- I had this discussion with my yesterday she's got a big whatsapp group conversation Ooh, with a load so of people who've all got iphones yeah, well i don't know if they've all got iphones i um talked to you the other day about the if app yeah and the reason i'm bringing it up on our gaming show i don't know whether it's the same app that you used it's it's, it's loads of if statements yeah but the reason why i think it's different is it, it's all done by emails on mine i think i don't think it's actually on the phone oh, mine was it was like this IT teacher talk now. Mm. It, you built your if statements like you were in Scratch. So you were dragging chunks of That's things. how it looks, it but I'm using like, ones other people have built. And... Uh, so it would be like, if I mm. leave my GPS location, it turns off my Wi-Fi. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, that's, that. yeah. yeah, that's what but, it is. But um, the thing that's good about this is some genius has set up a... There's a Reddit group where people post free games. And then any time a free game is posted in that group, I get an email telling me this game is available for free. Now, the downside is at the moment, it's been loads of games where I look at the name and just think, I've never heard of that. And I, I don't feel inclined to go and check it out because it just, I've never, you know. Um, so for some people, that might be awesome, finding games I've never heard of. But I'm waiting for something a bit more substantial to up. I've only had it on for two days. But it's pretty cool getting three or four emails a day just telling me that there's a free game that I could have. I found it really rinsed my battery on my old phone, but that might just be because my old phone's battery was knackered. So Maybe. Oh, and by the way, sold my 
screen smashed iPhone 5C for 110 quid on eBay. The world is ridiculous. It was bought by a a mobile phone trading company. We're obviously just going to slap a new screen on and resell it for 250. But... I thought that was awesome selling it for that kind of product. No, Azuma offered me £28 for it. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I see, I told you they're not normally. Yeah, but when I did my Galaxy two years ago, they offered me more than they if were selling for on eBay. If you Zuma, you could buy all the broken ones for 30 quid. <laughs> I, don't know, I haven't got the inclination to swap the screens over. Um, no, but you can sell them for 110 yeah. and let someone else do that bit and make £80 profit. I've just seen that Zombie Ron on the iPhone is offering. I've already paid for it. Yeah, so I, I think I've already got it as well. It's really nice. It's really good. I really did enjoy it. I did. I saw you message something about that earlier or something, and I thought, oh, I really enjoyed that, but it involves running. No, no, no not... she walks it. Yeah. yeah I, well, it involves moving. I can't just sit in a chair. <laughs> could, and it'd be a reason to start walking your dog. Remember no, dog she doesn't dog? need walks. She's she nine. Dogs, dogs get to nine and they just they're not interested in that they just want to sleep because they've had nine if years you... of being trained not to go for a walk <laughs> no, my father-in-law walks her daily for miles it's brilliant we're not walking our dog I walk him okay. you need to get back into it yeah nah, I've got two fake so yeah. what the fresh air will do you good can't walk a dog with two fake there's no gaming in that yeah. I could make I could do uh, geocaching that makes it into a game we need to make that game we talked which, about which by the way geocaching doesn't bloody work when you're in the woods because you don't get a phone signal. What's the point of geocaching? I don't got, get you it. You can print out the uh, clues. I'm not a caveman, Jeep. Yeah. <laughs> you um, look like one. Right. Important takeaways from this episode. Get rival kingdoms and join the MGP kingdom. Um, and there'll be a Project Cars online game night at some point in the next week once I figure out how to do it. Yeah, it must be. We need a manager. Yeah. Can we call him Sid? Like Steve Wright's old Sid the Manager character from off of the radio in the 90s. I don't know. If you're called Sid, you go to the top of the pile, send your CVs. If you live nearby, you go even higher on the yeah. pile, because that'd be pretty so cool. So people in Peterborough called Sid, send your CVs in. You're a um, KevinSteve at gmail.com. Um, just, you know, we do need some help, because we do want Expo season to be awesome this I year. We want to start doing things, everything better, don't we, really? I mean... You could grow hair better. Mm. I, mean, I was using castor oil for a bit. I stopped. I couldn't bother with it. See you next week, boys and girls. Have a good week. Oh, we're not going to make it to um, an hour. We're nearly there. It'll be well over an hour once I've added the jingles and stuff. Well, you've, it was going to be dead on an hour. You've spoiled it now. Oh, well, never mind. <laughs> See you next week, boys and girls. Bye. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the Mature Gamer Podcast. Ready to level up? Don't forget to sign up for our newsletter at maturegamerpodcast.com slash level up for exclusive audio goodies, your chance to take over the show, and even a free game here and there. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. 
Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. 